Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not-so-known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Jennifer Gutman. Hello, world. My next guest is a global B2B social media and employee advocacy leader. He started his professional career as a copy editor, learning how to perfect a message so it reaches its intended audience. Now, 20 plus years later, you could say his job is still basically the same, albeit in formats that were unimaginable back then. Keeping him challenged in our industry is how we can, as marketers, continue to connect to the right audience with the right message at the right time to achieve our objective. And ready to reveal right on our show everything he knows about employee advocacy, please welcome the none other than Joe Morris. Head of Social Media and Employee Advocacy at Capgemini, a global leader in partnering with companies to transform and manage their business by harnessing the power of technology. Joe, welcome to the show. Are you ready to get radically transparent with me? (laughs) Yes, I think I am. Yes, (laughs) we shall see. We shall see. So listen, Uh, Anyone who goes and Googles your name, looks you up on LinkedIn, it's so clear that you are, I'll call you the king of employee advocacy. But I have to ask you, these days, this climate, 2023, what's keeping you up at night professionally? (laughs) Um, Employee advocacy. (laughs) Um, uh, Yes, it's it's not easy. Um, It's very very difficult to do it well. Um, and so, you know, what, what really keeps me up at, at night is how, well, there are lots of things actually, but, but really, uh, ultimately it comes down to how do you get people to, to do it? You can lead the horses to water. You can't make them drink. Um, so we can put lots of effort into building a nice reservoir for them, fill, fill with, you know, nice, clean, cool water, build a little path for them down there, help them get to the edge, but then we're not going to shove their faces into the water because uh, they'll drown. Um, so so that, that's, that's the, the really tricky part, really, is, is because, you know, the thing about social media is that, that it's, it, it's not something you can just switch on and switch off again. Um, it's really a, um, has become an instinct, um, a habit, you have to really um, get it. You have to like. You have to like LinkedIn. Um, you know, and understand the value that that it can bring you by being active on LinkedIn on a regular basis. Um, you know, LinkedIn uh, really rewards um, frequency, regularity, um, and uh, so and, and that doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And sharing content, you know, writing your own content. Putting yourself out there—that's um, that's that's a tough thing to do for some people. Um, uh, I mean, if you look at my own profile, I don't post that much content. Uh, I really should, um, but uh, it, it, so it, it just doesn't come naturally to some some people. Um, but then there are other people who who don't understand why they should. 
and don't get it. Yeah. So really, that's that's the central the, the the central issue. I think is you know you can the rest of it is all sort of logistics, um, but uh, but that that's the main thing is how do you motivate people um, to 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 use LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, whatever um, to uh, to advocate for themselves um, and for your business too. Yeah, absolutely. Listen. It's definitely not easy. And uh, as someone who also leads their own advocacy program here, right, everything you're saying is striking a chord with me. So I have to ask, and I think many of us leading programs will probably have a similar question, but how do you, how are you getting your colleagues to want, right, to be part of such an issue? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer for that really um i mean one thing is good content um you know you have to give them content that actually is going to make them look good uh right and and uh it is going to add value to them to their network um and it's going to help them um to connect with audiences and to have proper conversations with them so that's that's a key thing um Make sure they don't feel like you're you're just using them as a channel. Um, that you're going to pile a bunch of uh, corporate messaging um, on their plates and expect them to to offer it up to everybody, um, regardless of the topic um, or the relevance um, or their own feelings. Um, I think that's that's very important. Um, and like I said before, the the value um, making people understand. Um, that look, this is actually good for you. It's good for your career. Um, you know, it will raise your profile. Um, you know, help you uh, grow your influence. Um, impress your friends. Um, whatever it is that that, that you value that, and that, that you get value, you get um, you get value from. Um, this will help you to be able to do that if you do it in the right way. Uh, I think that's that's really the, the the main crux of it. Of course, you know there are other levers like having some top-down pressure that always helps, right? So, to say, uh, I mean, you know, people talk a lot about digital leadership these days, and certainly that's uh, gaining a lot of momentum um, at Capture and I. Um, you know, our CEO is regularly regularly recognised as as a, a really strong influencer. Um, on LinkedIn, a top influencer. I mean, he was just, uh, there was an article just the other day about his involvement in Davos, for instance. Um, his uh, And so other people see that within the business and say, mm, yeah, I want that. Um, that's That that looks great. Um, that really helps. So having that, um, uh, you know, ambassador uh, for how to do it well um, is, is really helpful as well. Um, but of course, yes, in terms of, you know your sort of business leadership and saying, okay, we really need you um, to have to uh, to do this because um, it'll really help you. Obviously, you could introduce you know um, incentives or add it to people's KPIs and so on and so forth. We're we're not doing that at the moment, but um, but uh, yeah, I think focusing more on you know the, the softer uh, arguments for why why this works. Um, uh, that seems to be the trick. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And, you know, you mentioned, right, having that top-down support. And then you even mentioned a little bit earlier, right, that 
it's about creating a habit or forming habits, right? It's not just like, yeah. you know, right, like come to social media and start posting, but you have to, as an advocate, you will find your rhythm or right, what excites you to be sharing in the mm-hmm. first place. So how, how are you as a program leader maintaining that excitement quarter after quarter, right? It kind of goes along with, right, keeping your colleagues engaged and wanting to be part of it. But, yes. Right, it's, it's dynamic. So it's like, what, what are you doing to keep them coming mm-hmm. back? Yeah, I mean that the 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 other one of the other tricky things about advocacy and building up a professional brand, a uh, personal professional brand, is that it takes time. It's this isn't there's no quick button you can you can flick just to just to uh, uh, and suddenly you're you're an influencer. Um, and so you have to be in it for the long haul. Uh, I think that's that's one kind of key message is that this isn't going to happen overnight. Um, but it, it will be worth it. Um, I mean, but how do you keep people uh, excited over that time? Um, well, again, there is no easy way to do that. Um, yes, you can do it but in the negative way by applying pressure instead and saying, well, whether you're excited or not, you have to do it, sorry. Um, but obviously, that's that's you're not going to get very good results that way. Um, so I, I think it's a lot of it's to do with um, uh, again content, yeah. um, right? Focusing on uh, on uh, the messages and but also maybe it, it's opportunities, um, you know, to to work with uh, external influencers, for instance, yeah. um, to be able to develop a relationship uh, with them, um, to develop content with them, so that you become you know, ultimately the goal is to become part of their peer group. Um, I think that's, that's, uh, and you know, that's something you're not going to be doing every, every week with somebody. Um, but it's going to be, you know, you have those sort of pivotal moments throughout the year. Um, and, uh, yeah, offering those opportunities and say, well, but you have to put a bit of work in first, um, to get that, but that is part of your, your reward. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. And I've heard I've heard employee advocacy be coined as almost the new professionalism or social media as the new gold standard of professionalism uh, across you know many industries because again it's it's not something where you log in and you share once and suddenly you're an influencer or a thought leader. And as you said, it does take time to grow. And I think especially right in today's day and age, we all love that instant gratification. If we share one post and get a hundred likes and comments. We feel yeah. really good about ourselves, but if we're sharing, you know, 50 posts a month and we're not getting any engagement, yeah. right? It can be yeah. discouraging. Like, what's the point of this? <clears throat> so yeah, it's a balance. It's a right, it's a it's a balancing act. And I think, right, it's it's important to continually tell your advocates exactly what you said, right? It's it's something where you're building this relationship over time, you're helping, you know, educate your network, you're gonna be popping up in people's feeds, and there's value to that. So with all of that said, how are you measuring the success of your employee advocacy program? And how do you know quarter over quarter, year over year, if what mm-hmm. you're doing is actually successful or having the impact you want it to have? Um, yeah, that, that's something that we've put quite a lot of uh, time and effort into. Um, I mean, I, I think, first of all, it starts by being clear on your objective. Um, you know, if you're going to measure performance, measure value, then you have to first of all define what is the value, what is it that you're looking to get out of this, um, and then so you know our, our objective, just the first kind of superficial objective is 
is to to make create influences, um, micro influences, um, more likely. Um, and so we uh, we've actually spent a lot of time developing um, what we call uh, the maturity grid. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, it's it's uh, it comes down to a, a scatter chart um, that plots. The idea is it's plotting your journey. Um, you're going through different levels uh, mm. of influence. So you start off as a contender, as uh, you know, a beginner basically. Um, and so you've got you know X number of followers, but then also we're giving we're we're we put um, a lot of effort into tracking. Uh, actually people's activity levels so not just followers um but also you know number of posts engagement rates um but also their activity as well are are they commenting on other people's content um are they uh, liking other people's content uh and so on um and so we we put all of those into those numbers into a blender and it gives us an activity score um so it, we were able to then plot. So where where are they? Uh, are they going up towards the the, the top right quadrant? Uh, you know, that's the goal. Um, and we found that, um, uh, and we don't do this for every employee, of course. You know, we have three hundred fifty thousand, so not really practical. <laughs> um, but you know, we we focus on a, a, a hard core of subject matter, subject matter experts mm-hmm. um, for this part of the program, and the program as a whole is about every employee um but for this part of the program so then we were able to see and for for those advocates they are able to see progress hopefully um and it's you know that's it's about it doesn't mean that once you get to the top right corner you are an influencer but it's about really charting are you exhibiting influencer behavior um Mm -hmm. and so i think that has become quite a good incentive for our for our advocates to be able to see, okay, have I reached the next level yet? Mm-hmm. You know, we have four mm-hmm. levels, um, and it becomes a tool for us to be able to see. Well, you're 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 going up in uh, on one axis, but not on the other. Mm-hmm. And let's have a look at see why. You know, you're growing, seem to be growing your following, but your engagement rate is is still low. Well, let's have a look and see you do a deep dive and see why that is. Are you sharing just simply sharing too many posts? Um, that kind of thing. So that's you know that's one way we track performance. Um, the other is um, you know obviously we want people, we want them to drive traffic to websites. So of course you know all the UTM we had UTMs and you know all of that kind of stuff so that we can track the contrib- contribution of advocacy as a whole um, and even down to like with our, our senior leadership, the individual. So I, you know, I can see how many, how many sessions has, has our CEO delivered uh, to the website, for instance. Um, and then, but then it becomes down to more on a topic level. It's about sort of share a voice. Um, yeah. You know, how are we, is advocacy actually contributing to that, that share of voice, that objective, whatever it is for, for that sector or, um, or whatever, um, and uh, within that uh, campaign that was run, what was the contribution? And because you know, we the idea is for us is that, that you know we are trying to create influences that we can then use yeah. within campaigns. So that um, very much believe that that uh, the future for for B two B social media is really all about the employee. It's not about the corporate channel. You know, mm-hmm. we all know that. LinkedIn uh, doesn't really like company page content. 
and the algorithm um, uh, suppresses it. Uh, so you get a lot more bang from your, for your buck from, uh, from an employee's um, channel. And um, also because people want to hear from people and, you know, uh, in business like ours, you know, we're not really selling widgets. We're selling skills. Uh, we're selling people. Uh, we're selling culture. Um, so that's, uh, that's why we need to put people at the front and center. So, um, yeah, so, so then they play a strong role in campaigns. So therefore we able to see, okay, uh, whatever the objective was for that specific campaign, did they contribute to that? And, you know, did they, did they surpass the benchmark for, for corporate, for instance, organic, um, so, so really, that's it. I mean, it is, you know, if you say, okay, what's the value of our advocacy program as a whole? Um, it's, it, 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 a lot of it is kind of soft, um, uh, soft, um, uh, um, what's the word? not metrics, but um, that uh, soft values that we're looking at in terms of visibility, um, you know, ultimately, really, it's about relationships. That's what social is about. Um, and, you know, historically for, for companies, you know, social media has been about broadcast, um, broadcasting content out to uh, audiences. But now with employee advocacy, it's really about one-to-one relationships. Um, and so, you know, with the, uh, when you look at uh, like account teams, for instance, and you will know, start uh, mapping their networks. Um, so what kind of relationships do they have? Do they have the right relationships with the right people, um, you know, at this specific camp, account? Um, and uh, so, you know, we can sort of create a benchmark. Okay, this is the kind, they, they, these people are not connected. Nobody's, they're not following each other. They haven't interacted at all. And then, you know, six months later, has that changed? Has that picture changed? Um, and so there, you know, it's, it's, um, for me, that's that's the kind of the really exciting stuff because yes, you know, like the maturity grid and stuff. That's that's great. Uh, it's a useful tool, uh, but it is all about numbers. Um, yeah. uh, what it's not showing you is a quality. Um, and you know, we know that you, you could have a hundred reactions, but but if they're all you know ninety of them are from your employees, then you know that's not going to achieve your objective. Is useful as it may be um you know and often you just need one the one right person to see that piece of content right yeah. so so that's uh, the the tricky part is you've got 350,000 people <laughs> you can't do that for every single person and to be able to and of course you know linkedin is not our friend uh in terms of uh, visibility to the api and all that all that stuff um so uh, but yeah how, how do you identify do you have to go through you know, if you get a thousand reactions or 150 comments or something, do you have to go through and look at each one, look at the profile and say, oh yeah, um, uh, that person, that was valuable um, for sure. Uh, there's no easy way to do that. Um, so that's, you know, something that we're, we're kind of ta- trying to tackle at the moment. Yeah. It's really, ultimately it's about, do you, are you extending the relationship um is it uh obviously ultimately what you want to do is is it contributing to pipeline but um um but that's you know that's holy grail but um but yeah so it's that was a bit of a kind of uh, long-winded answer but um it's not the it's not simple again there's nothing with advocacy is simple (laughs) it's Um, definitely not it's definitely not and i can definitely say you know 
So here at Octopus, we actually take our advocates and what we do, because we, instead of having to go through like every single comment or every single uh, engagement, that we actually just pump that right into marketing automation and it assigns it to like if their leads are in our system. So we actually can see that that buyer journey and how it, it advocacy is impacting. So that definitely can be helpful. Um, but it yeah. definitely is something, again, there's many layers, as you said, right? It's There's the meaningful connection layer. There's the, are you becoming a thought leader layer? There's the, are you even mm-hmm. sharing enough content to get into the right quadrant yeah. layer? Um, there's right. so many layers to this. So with all of those layers, I, I want to ask because you know, you've been running advocacy for a long time. You've been marketing <laughs> for quite some time. Rolling out an advocacy program, if there was something that you knew prior to rolling out your first program (laughs) that you know now that would have made such a major difference, what is that one thing? What would it be? Mm -hmm. I think, um, well, so two years ago, we we launched a new program. You know, we we launched our first advocacy program in 2013. uh, which is quite forward thinking. I, I I didn't do it. I can't take credit for it. But um, um, but that was focused on amplification. Really, yeah. uh, ultimately, uh, we used LinkedIn Elevate, gave people content, and they shared it. Um, great. Um, but then, so two years ago, we we changed the model to be more about influence and relationships, um, as I said, um, and quality over quantity. Um, and but I think the thing that we we didn't do enough of, uh, or well, I think ultimately you know it, it we underappreciated how much this is about culture, um, yeah. and that really what what we were trying to do, and we were focused more on operations, but really what it was more about change management. It's about um, changing perceptions internally with like senior leadership um, uh, about social media, um, you know, that, that social media, yes, there are some risks um, attached to it, you know, encouraging all, all employees to use social. That, that's, you know, that's, that's terrifying, the idea of 350,000 people, uh, 350,000 <laughs> potential risks, right? That's one viewpoint. Um, but yep. the other viewpoint <laughs> is, is 350,000 <laughs> Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, very valid, um, you know, um, but then, uh, but it's also 350,000 opportunities, uh, 350,000 voices. Um, and we, we, uh, we said that at the time, but I think in terms of kind of, uh, again, the sort of senior stakeholders and working with, you know, marketing leadership, the business leadership, um, I don't think we did an, enough of that of saying this is why we're changing the model uh, and why we're moving away from just you know hoping to get more impressions and uh, engagements um, and this is the value that it will bring. So I think uh, and also just um, yeah. So so we we didn't do enough of of that. I think, uh, um, but also then the focus was mostly on, okay, what tool are we going to use? What's the onboarding process look like? What are the criteria? Um, things like that. And actually, sorry, one other thing, um, really, really key is, uh, uh, is about educating people on who should be in the program uh, for our subject matter experts. Um, you know, what is the profile that we're looking for, um, really? Um, and, you know, 
yes, we want people whose expertise aligns with, you know, with marketing objectives, basically, um, so that ultimately they can be useful to to the marketer. Um, but also that, that um, like I, I said before, that, that uh, these have to be people who get it um, and uh, are going to, to log into LinkedIn regularly, are going to respond to the emails, turn up to the calls, you know, all of that kind of logistical stuff. You have to choose those people very carefully. And it's a lot more than just what is their job title. Um, and so, you know, that's something that, that is a, a, a continual struggle is to, to have the right people. Uh, and because, you know, uh, you're investing quite heavily in these people in lots of different ways. Um, and you want to make sure that you, you're investing in people who are going to give you a good return uh, and who are going to understand it and appreciate it as well. Absolutely. I, I, I can't highlight or stress that piece enough, right? It's who you're onboarding into your program, who you, who's in your program, because at the end of the day, you're helping them become thought leaders. You're helping them become those influencers. But in return, right, it's also mm-hmm. representing the brand. So you do need to make yeah. sure that you're selecting right the right the right people tell their right yeah. stories at the right time right which goes back to the most basic mm-hmm. of marketing right the right people telling the right stories at the right time you know to the right audience yeah. so with yeah, that ab- thing, absolutely joe i have one last question for you and that is about your linkedin profile <laughs> what yes. is one thing that you can tell us about yourself that we actually can't learn about you from LinkedIn itself. Um, uh, well, one is that I look a lot older than I do in my profile picture. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> I think that's probably fairly common. Um, uh, well, it's like the interesting fact about you question. Um, I used to play in bands. Oh. I don't see that in my uh, LinkedIn profile, but uh, I used to be reasonably cool, uh, <laughs> not anymore. But but um, but yeah, I used to play in bands and you what know, did you do play? gigs and record albums and stuff. Bass, bass, bass guitar. Is yeah. there any YouTube evidence? Uh, yes, <laughs> there is. So we will yes. leave it to the listeners to perhaps yes. find that YouTube evidence. And if they want to present you with that evidence or perhaps speak to you about employee advocacy, marketing, yeah. where's the best place one can reach you? LinkedIn. <laughs> Fantastic. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, I Joe. Would say that. Thank you so much for getting radically transparent with me about employee advocacy, building influencers, and the challenges behind it. Uh, I really appreciate our conversation and I look forward to having you back again soon. Thank you, Jen. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.